0: Welcome to the Trinity Western University Chapel podcast. It is our prayer that these chapel talks would bless your heart and they would draw you closer to our Lord. We offer them to the glory of God and for the good of the world. Uh, Welcome friends. And we're continuing today uh, our uh, studying of this fascinating chapter 11 of Hebrews. Uh, Today, our text is rather large, but it naturally falls into two sections. So let's deal with each section one by one. So the first one, I don't have enough time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. All of them had great faith, and uh, with that faith they defeated kingdoms. They did what was right, and God helped them in the ways he promised. With their faith, some of them closed mouth of of lions, and some were able to stop blazing fires. Uh, Others escaped from being killed with swords. Those who were weak were made strong, they became powerful in battle and defeated other armies. So there are quite a few names mentioned in this section. For the sake of time, I'll just uh, mention two. But uh, all of these people mentioned here, they have two things in common. The first thing, they really wanted to follow God, and the second, they had some serious shortcomings. Just to mention a couple of them, Samson, we know he defeated uh, the Philistines, great victories for for the Lord, Uh, but he also fell because of his lust for foreign women. David, we know him very well, the most frequently mentioned human being in the Old Testament and in the entire Bible, second only to Jesus, but he committed adultery and then a murder to cover his tracks, and yet he is in this list. So this is the first great point for us, uh, friends, is that God can use uh, the flawed people to do his purposes. So if we feel inadequate, if we feel uh, we're not ready or we're not worthy, don't. If we have a desire to follow God, He can take us as we are and He can great, He can uh, perform great miracles and victories through us. So uh, it doesn't mean that we should wait uh, until we are perfect, right? which is never. We can start right now. but it it doesn't mean that we should ignore our sin in our life, right? We should deal with this, neither we should neglect our training and preparation. But uh, you know, God delights uh, in using, uh, passionate amateurs rather than cold-hearted professionals. And uh, I like this, this quote here. Uh, professionals build the Titanic. Amateurs built Nora's Ark. So let us dare for God. He will use us. He loves using people like us who are not perfect. So um, what made it possible is our special relationship which we got with God, right? He made it all possible because those people were uh, connected to him. Those who were weak were made strong. Jesus says in John 15, Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we have connection with God, He will use it as we are. And I wanted just to bring an example of uh, William Carey. He is known as the father of modern uh, missions. Probably some of you studied about him. Uh, so he was a shoemaker, and in the church at that time, the teaching was that the Great Commission was only for the time of the apostles, that the church is not responsible for sharing the good news. He disagreed with that, and God told him to to start a mission. So before he uh, set out to India, he learned six different languages, he could read the Bible in six different languages, been a shoemaker, And then when he was in India, he translated the Bible into three different languages. In India, there are 700 different languages or more spoken. So he translated the Bible into these languages and listen to this, he supervised or edited translation into 36 other languages in India. A simple shoemaker who was connected to God and who wanted to be used by him. And uh, he uh, liked this motto, this is his famous motto, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. Uh, also one interesting detail in this list, uh, one with these great victories armies lions, we read they did what was right. And here we deal with the everyday actions. It's our everyday actions behaving and living according to the God's standards. Uh, dealing with our greed, lust, envy, etc. So maybe this is what we should start doing first before setting out to defeat foreign armies. So great news for us in the first section. God can use us as we are I can bless uh, many people through us even if we we are not imperfect. But we go to the second section where the situation changes a little bit here. And uh, listen to this. Others were tortured but refused to accept their freedom. Some were left and beaten. Others were tied up and put in prison. They were killed with stones. They were cut in half. They were killed with swords. The only clothes some of them had were sheepskins and goatskins. They were poor, persecuted, and treated badly by others. The world was not worthy of them. And some of us might think, well, these people did not have great faith. Right? Wrong. Probably these people had more faith because it's easy to follow Christ when everything goes easy. And actually, many people buy into Christianity thinking, what can I get out from there, right? And when the go gets get stuff, they bail out. And besides, let us not forget that here is a reminder, there is a strong opposition. There is a strong opposition here we're always going to to face in our Christian life. We're always going to feel three enemies, to fight three enemies. Our personal sinful nature, Satan and the world. But God will be with us on every step of this fight. And our text refutes this uh, heresy of health and wealth doctrine. I don't know if you know about this. The modern counterpart is the gospel of prosperity, which says if you have faith, you're going to be rich, you're going to be healthy. So we see that this text does not confirm this. Uh, And we should be prepared that sometimes difficulties come, but God is with us. So let us be alert of this, that our culture is trying to pull into this race for faith, for popularity, sorry, riches, fame, but they will be a stumbling block in our relationship with our God. So let us decide now what is our main purpose in life once and for all. And also we should be encouraged because we hear, uh, read here in the text, the world was not, was not worthy of them. God approves people who do things for him in spite of difficulties and uh, trials and tribulations so again this is the William Carey he's saying I'm not afraid of failure or difficulties I'm afraid of succeeding at things that do not matter so let's think what matters in our lives Uh, Mother Teresa we know her very well but uh, you'll be surprised to know that in her ministry she had lots of opposition Uh, For example, people said, well, you you know, your ministry could have been way more profitable or uh, successful if uh, you turned it into an NGO. And she said, "God, God has not called me to be successful. He called me to be faithful. And then she said, yes, our numbers might not be that impressive, but we know only too well that what we are doing is nothing more than a drop in the ocean. But if the drop were not there, the ocean would be missing something. So I, I want also to share with you some uh, very personal example to show how God blesses uh, us if we want to follow him in spite of difficulties and difficult situations. And uh, this is an example, it's a true story, and it happened to my mother. Uh, I was born in Ukraine, in, in the Soviet Union, the country I, I loved, which collapsed in 1991, and now my country is Ukraine. And after the collapse of the Soviet Union, terrible times struck. It was an economical crisis, economic crisis, unemployment, homelessness, inflation—things which we didn't know in the Soviet Union. So crime skyrocketed. Uh, especially working-class people were hit because there was no salary paid. People worked, but there is no money uh, they received during their uh, for their payment. Hungry children appeared on the streets, and sometimes they just ran from door to door, running the doorbells and say, auntie, give me something to eat. It was just heartbreaking. Uh, we never saw this before. And, and lots of people turned to God at this point, and we come from atheistic background, but my mom started attending a, a, son, a Bible study a class. And pastor in her group, he was very strong on this. He always would say something like this, Christianity only makes sense when it's lived. And so she uh, uh, liked that class. I was very busy at that time. I was finishing my last semester uh, and my final project, which was very demanding. I couldn't work, so we worked on just my mom's uh, salary, which was not paid regularly. So uh, once uh, at night, uh, there was a, uh, at about 10 p.m., our neighbor comes. She has three small kids, uh, school age, and she's crying, and she's telling my mom, Valentina, my mom's name. Uh, give me some money, I have nothing to give my, sk- my, my kids to go to school tomorrow. Give me just three grivna, and uh, during the day, I'll figure out something. So my mom opens her purse, and she has uh, just one 10 grivna bill. And she says, this is all I've got. Can you change it? Well, it's too late to change it. And the lady is crying, and my mom, uh, God brings to her uh, this last passage from the Bible study that she attended from James 2. Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical need, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accomplished by action, is dead. So she gave her the bill, and uh, she thinks, well, we will survive. We are two adults. But she also remembers, I need to pay the electricity bill because they're going to cut off the electricity. So she's a little bit frustrated and the kind of fear in fear. And this is, happens to us very often, right? We do what is right, And then the Satan right away puts the doubt into us. What a fool you are. What are you doing? So um, next morning she is going to work. And to give you the context, uh, this is how it works in in Russia and the Soviet Union. Uh, Lots of workers, you see here, they're going from their shift. So in the morning they go to their shift. So it's a narrow road. It's like a a river of people flowing. They're working very tight to each other. Uh, And so she's going with heavy heart, thinking, how am I going to do this to pay this electricity bill today? And suddenly she sees something on the road, and you see in this context, it's very hard not to notice it, right? People are so close. Imagine you're going to a chapel here, something on the road. You see it right away. Uh, Plus, it's snow, it's slippery. So nobody stops. Everybody goes by. So she she thinks it's a piece of garbage. She picks it up, and uh, she sees it's a 100-griven bill. So she lifts it and she shakes, she, she didn't even look what it is, and she says, anybody dropped it? Anybody dropped it? So nobody turns around. So she thinks it's fake, she thinks it's printed by a f- uh, printer, and she almost wanted to drop it down, but she has a thing for littering. So she dropped it in her purse, she went to work, uh, she worked for her shift eight hours, and then she goes to the bank to negotiate, the, uh, to negotiate her uh, electricity bill. At that, at that point it was still possible, so people understood the difficulties. And then at the end, the lady, okay, we give you a two, two-week two extension, and then she produces this uh, banknote, and she gives it to the teller, and she says, can you tell me if it's worth anything? So the teller looks at her strangely. Now, you say, you, know, you have no money, and now you're giving me this money. So she takes it and she leaves. She comes back in about five minutes with the manager, and the manager is asking her, lady, where did you get this bill from? And she said, oh, I found it on the road. She says, no, no, I'm seriously, where did you get it from? She says, well, I robbed the bank, she says. It's a stocking mask in my purse and a gun, just take a look. She says, I found on the road. And she says, I don't mean to be rude, he says, but, uh, you know, these bills are not in circulation in, in Ukraine anywhere. And at that point, in the first years of Ukrainian independence, the money, Ukrainian currency, was printed in Canada and in Malta of all countries. He said, we just received today the notification. They finished printing the first batch of these 100 hryvnia bills. It's not that they're not in circulation in Ukraine. They're not yet even in the country. They're not yet even in the country. So my mom, being a good Ukrainian, she thinks oh, they're going to, to trick me. So she says, well, it's, it's good. Tell me if it's real or not. And if it's real, break it into 10 grivna bills. 10, 10 grivna bills. So they said, we'll just check the description. All the security features are there. We ran it through our uh, Swiss security banking machine. It gives the green light. It's real. So, okay, break it to me into 10 grivna bills. And they did. So she paid the electricity bill and she leaves the bank. So far she had no connection. She didn't make any connection with the events of the previous night. She steps out of the bank and thinks, what a weird thing life is. And then suddenly... The God talks to her and he it talks to her exactly with the same words she heard in the Bible study. And this is a uh, good and faithful servant. You did what was right. You helped your sister in need. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And she was just shaken and she was struck. We didn't know our God, we, we just were seekers. We didn't know who he is. We didn't know how he works with his people. So she was just trembling and she was uh, in tears. And you know what, she never told this story to me until a few months later after I got baptized and I came from my baptism ceremony and uh, she told me this story because it was so overwhelming. And um, so, you know my friends, sometimes even in the churches you hear some pastors say, there are no miracles, healings, it's all for the times of the apostles. If it wasn't a miracle, find a word for this and let me know what it is. And so our God is the same. He is faithful, he likes blessing his people. Maybe the miracles do not happen that often because we, his people, are not as faithful as we should be. And this is our thought for this week. Uh, let us think, are we faithful? For our, uh, with our, he's faithful, he'll always be with us. Let us be faithful as well. Let me pray, pray briefly. Lord, we give you thanks for this word and thanks for all your blessings. And just help us to be faithful in our pursuit of you. In your name, amen.